Welcome to the Shari Tzedek Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Here you'll find a live recording of just about every sermon, Devar Torah, teaching, or story from our Arab Shabbat and High Holy Day services. We know that you wish you could be with us more often, and we understand life getting in the way is not a bad thing. To live Jewishly is to understand that just as important as it is that Judaism happens in the synagogue, it's even more important to live Jewishly in your home and on your way. So here we are, in your home, on your way, maybe even on your morning run. If you ever have any questions or want to continue the discussion, let one of us know, and make sure you check out our live stream and YouTube channel for more ways that Shari Tzedek is available to you on demand. Keep an eye on your shofar and email so that when you're able, you can be with us as well. Looking forward to seeing you soon. So welcome, everyone, to 2021. It is, of course, the secular new year, and therefore not really our holiday, but it does offer us another chance to reflect on what has been, and to look forward to the future. Always a good opportunity. And like Shabbat, it is a space between the old and the new. Now, speaking of the old, the other day, I heard what very what very well may well be an old saying, although I have not been able to determine its origins. It goes like this. Humans are the only animal that can stumble twice over the same stone. I'm going to say that one more time. Humans are the only animal that can stumble twice over the same stone. What does this mean? I'll explain. Let's say you put a mouse in a maze. If it makes a right turn, it gets a piece of cheese. If it makes a left turn, it reaches a dead end. Now, if you put that mouse in the same maze again and again, it's only going to make a left turn once. It's only going to need to get to the dead end one time. Because animals only need to make a mistake one time to learn from it. Put a human in the same situation, however, as bizarre as that may be, and there's no guarantee that they won't try heading for the dead end over and over and over again. We are able to justify to ourselves all of the reasons that something might be different, all of the factors that might have, but probably didn't, change. We could even have someone, we, someone close to us, someone we trust, tell us, hey, I was in that maze the other day, and if you go left, there's a dead end, there's no reward. And we can still find a way to explain why it might be different when we try it. We are so prone to making the same mistakes. Now, trying the same thing over and over again and expecting something different, some people call that the definition of insanity. Um, I think it's just a part of being human, but it's always a part that we can make better. So this week's Torah portion, Vayechi, ends the story of Joseph, and ends the book of Genesis. Indeed, we are in a space between two books, just as we are between two years. The story of Joseph and his father Jacob 
actually have a great deal to teach us about the kinds of patterns that we can find in ourselves. The kinds of patterns we can find ourselves stuck in. Now, I would argue that Jacob is the most human of all of our patriarchs precisely because he keeps making the same mistakes over and over again. So what pitfalls does he always fall into? Number one, trusting no one until he trusts the wrong people. Jacob schemes and plots against his brother and father and is then fooled into marrying the wrong wife by his uncle Laban and is then fooled again by his own sons, believing them when they claimed that their brother Joseph was dead. Mistake number two, playing favorites. Like his mother, Rebecca, Jacob picked a favorite child, Joseph, giving him a special garment and indulging his obnoxious dreams in which he sees himself ruling over all of his brothers. This would ultimately lead to Jacob's ten other sons plotting to kill Joseph, although they relented and simply sold him into slavery in Egypt. How kind and merciful of them. When given another chance to correct his mistake in this week's portion, Jacob shows he has learned nothing. In blessing Jacob's sons, he swaps his hands, placing his right hand on the younger son, Ephraim, so as to give him the better blessing. Even knowing that this kind of subversion of the family order can lead to decades of familial conflict, Jacob cannot change. But there is hope in Joseph. In Joseph, we see someone who breaks those patterns, who refuses to repeat either his own mistakes or the mistakes of his father. While still living with his family as a young man, Joseph shares his dreams of grandeur with his brothers, drawing their anger. But when he finds himself in a position of power over them as a vizier in Egypt, Two decades later, Joseph refuses to let the younger brother rule over the older ones. Now, Joseph suffered a great deal because of his brothers. They sold him into slavery, and as a result, he ended up spending two years in prison for a crime he did not commit. And it's only later on that he finds out about the anguish that his disappearance caused his father for years the anguish that his brothers caused their father. Perhaps Joseph would have been justified in punishing his brothers, in wielding his new authority over them to become the most dominant of the sons of Israel. But Joseph does no such thing. He is overcome with emotion seeing his family again. And this is the most important thing. As the vizier of Egypt, he sits on a throne high above them, but he draws them in close to him. He puts them on the same level as him, as equals. He is given the chance, like his father before him, to position one brother over the others. Joseph makes a different choice. So what is it that allowed Joseph to grow as an individual? Perhaps it is that he had 22 full years to reflect on his life 
before his brothers and father were reunited with him. Through forces beyond his control, he was put in a position to reevaluate everything and ultimately decided to make a change. But perhaps people can also make change without disastrous, extenuating circumstances. Maybe there's a way to refuse to repeat our past mistakes without hitting rock bottom. I hope that together this year, we find ways to do that. In this new year, it is upon us to repair and, to repair and rebuild the world, but also ourselves. This year, we have the opportunity to take the intentional time that we need to look back on who we've been and make choices about who we want to become. None of us are going to be perfect. There will be times that we, like Jacob, fall into our old ways. But we can also be Joseph. We can break those patterns. We can try something different. It is not easy to change, not easy at all. But it's a journey that we're taking with good companions, all of us, together. And in that light, I wanted to share a poem that's meant a lot to me for a very long time. It's sort of helped me on my own journey of change and growth, the kind of journey that we all go on. It's called An Autobiography in Five Short Chapters by Portia Nelson. One, I walk down the street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Two, I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I still don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I am in the same place. It isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. Three. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it there. I still fall in. It's habit. It's my fault. I know where I am. I get out immediately. Four. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Five. I walk down a different street. Shabbat Shalom. <laughs>